0: That's Not Ethical, episode 11. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the Firm Differentiator 10X Effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Profit with Law. Today we are going to be discussing That Is Not Ethical, and we will dive in just after a brief message about an upcoming workshop I'm going to be doing. My name is Moshe Amsell, host of this podcast, and over the next few months, uh, I'm going to be hosting a series of workshops specifically targeted for growing your law firm. And the first workshop is called The Law Firm Client Getting Machine, How to Create a Machine that Will Produce an Unending Supply of New Clients for Your Firm. To sign up for this training that will take place on Monday, May 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern, head over to www.profitwithlaw.com forward slash workshop, profitwithlaw.com forward slash workshop and register. If you're listening to this after May 13th, 12 p.m. Eastern, uh, that same link will take you to the registration page of our next session, the next workshop we're going to be doing. So that link will still be good when you listen to this. It just might not be specifically for this workshop. So let's jump right in. When I work with attorney clients and I present them with a solution to a problem that they're having, one of the things that they commonly tell me is that is not ethical, or we are not allowed to do that, or another one, the ethics guidelines in our state preclude us from doing that. And I want to create an entire episode about this because right away, you're going to be sitting there thinking, um, yeah, us attorneys, we have very specific ethics guidelines that we have to work under. And I can tell you that as an accountant, we have the same thing, right? So we have also ethics guidelines that we need to follow um, put out by the, the accountancy board. And it dictates certain practices that we have. But what I found is, is that it really doesn't dictate some of the business practices, uh, as much as people claim that it does, and basically, if somebody just thinks that this, hey, this doesn't pass my sniff test, or um, it doesn't feel right to me, they're right away going to hang their hat on, hey, I'm not allowed to do this because we're all worried about certain things like disbarment. In my case, you know, losing losing a license, right? So uh, a license that precludes me from being able to prepare people's tax returns or perform audits. And you can lose your livelihood if you get disbarred. So it's not something to mess around with. But the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because very often when somebody tells me that's not ethical, we're not allowed to do that, the guidelines in our state preclude us from doing that, very often that's really not the case. So here are some examples of situations that I have heard clients make this statement to me. And the list is really long. I'm only going to give you four examples. But basically, anything that just seems out of the ordinary or difficult, that seems to be the go-to thing that attorneys will say. Uh, So covering this now is important because it's going to lay the groundwork for some of the strategies I might share in the future. You might be sitting there saying, hey, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. And I am going to ask you to follow a process when that comes to mind. So here are are the examples. I have told coaching clients to contact their past clients and either contact them to sell another service. So some law firms, uh, when a client uses you, there's actually more things that you can do for them. So you're contacting them to try to get additional business out of that client Or you're contacting them to request a referral to somebody else that they know that might require your service. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. And I would be extremely shocked to find a state that precludes you from doing that in the ethics guidelines. Contacting somebody who used you and saying, hey, were you happy with our service? Did you enjoy the experience that you had with our firm? If they say no, that's the end of the conversation, right? You're not going to ask them for a referral. If they say yes, and then you say, would you be willing to let some of your friends know about the service that we provide and perhaps one of them needs it? Or would you be willing to connect us with some people who you think might require our service? I will be completely shocked and surprised if this indeed is disallowed in any of the ethics guidelines. However, the purpose of me standing here in front of the microphone today and talking about this is not to tell you what is or is not allowed, okay? So don't take my word for it that it is allowed, but I want to have I want to give you a a framework to use when you think something's not allowed to determine whether that's indeed the case. So that's one example. Here's a couple of a few more examples. So one example is requesting someone's information on a website in exchange for more information or a free consultation. So if you have on your website, you have a button that says to download our guide to XYZ, Click here, and then you ask them for their name and their email address, or you say to sign up for a free consultation or set up a free consultation with our firm. Click here, and their name and email address and and phone number is requested. Um, That's another area where I've had clients tell me we're not allowed to do that. Here's another one. Selling a service as a package and collecting the amount of the service or a portion of it up front. Now, I've had people tell me we're not allowed to package our service. I've had people tell me, you know, we have to charge hourly. I've had people tell me if I collect money for a package up front, I have to have a, I have to have a trust account to put that money into, and then reconcile that trust account and follow all the strict guidelines and rules for a trust account. Um, and I can only release the funds as we use up the billing. I've had I've had situations where they said we can't collect the package amount up front because we didn't earn it. So we have to break up the fee into pieces. Um, There's all kinds of things that have been when when talking about going outside the norm of collecting a retainer and charging hourly and billing the hours against the retainer that creates all kinds of stop signs in my clients mind that oh we can't do that, and oh there's one more and that's advanced billing of any kind. It if you were to instead of charging a retainer, say hey my minimum fee is five thousand dollars and that will get uh, give you the first ten hours of service and then after that each additional hour is X. Um, even that I've had people say nope. I'm not allowed to do that, or I need to hold that in trust until it's earned, which it's not. It's earned right away, right? Because when you charge a package or you charge up front for your minimum billing, you can spend two hours on that account. If you complete it, if you completed the work for that client, you get to keep the entire amount. So you're not um, collecting a retainer, per se, in that example. So those are some examples of when People might say this when attorneys might be, you know, putting up the their hands and saying, "I'm not allowed to do this." Now, what's really happening behind the scenes? Why is the gut reaction, "I am not allowed to do this"? And the reality is, is that I can tell you that there is no question that in most states, everything, every example I gave is indeed allowed. Uh, now, it's quite possible that there are. Certain nuances in certain states that disallow certain um, business practices for whatever reason. So I'm not I'm not going to say it doesn't exist, but I'd be shocked to to see more than a handful of states that disallow these practices. So what's really happening is most of the time they are making this up, and the reason that they're making this up is because it doesn't feel comfortable to them. What what I am asking them to do or what I am advising them to do from a business perspective of how to grow their customer base or fix their uh, their uh, accounts receivable problems or make more money because they're packaging a service instead of charging hourly. What's happening is is that that suggestion to them is not it's not sitting right with them because it's not what they're used to. People don't like change. They don't like doing things differently than something that, in their mind, has been working or the rest of the industry or the big players don't don't behave that way. Like the big firms only charge hourly, so I have to charge hourly. Um, so it's something that doesn't feel comfortable to them. They have resistance to it. And the resistance could be coming from a place of, this feels too hard, too difficult to do. This doesn't excite me. Um, this scares me. Or this is outside of my comfort zone. This is something that I, um, as I said before, that other people are not doing or is not the norm. And when it, what it all boils down to is that this is, this is all in your mind. It's all, this is all a mindset problem. And if it's a mindset problem, then we need to overcome that because that's going to hold you back from growing your firm. That's going to hold you back from your success. So this is now. now you understand why I chose to make this the topic of a podcast episode. Because at the end of the day, if you're saying, I can't do that because it's not allowed, you need to figure out, is this really not allowed or is this a mindset issue? So this is the this is the steps that you should take every time that your knee-jerk reaction to something is I'm not allowed to do this. Here's what you need to do. The first thing you have to do is check the guidelines and see if you're correct. Go and read your the the ethics rules for that govern your law firm and determine whether or not there really is something that allows or disallows the practice or the activity or the thing that you are saying is not allowed. If it's indeed not allowed, then try to come up with alternate ways to accomplish the same task. Here's an example. If you're not allowed to ask a past client to refer you business, what about asking them to write a testimonial for you or to write a post on social media and talk about your firm in a positive way, and share that out where their friends, their connections will see it. Um, that might not be as direct as getting you a referral, but that might allow you to get the same exposure that you're trying to get, but in a matter in a manner that that is allowed. Um, so, if it's not allowed, you want to think outside the box of trying to come up with a way that would make that now something. That is, you know, that is allowed or that works. Now, if it is allowed and your knee-jerk reaction was, hey, I'm not allowed to do this, you need to ask yourself, why did I resist this thing? Why did I put up a barrier and say, I'm hiding behind the ethics wall, um, I can't do this? You need to understand yourself so that you can get out of your own way. You need to figure out how to overcome the inner fears that you're not consciously thinking but really exist in your subconscious. If you get present to these unspoken truths about yourself, that's when you can begin the necessary work to overcome them. Again, I'm going to say this again because it's really important because people... Um, we don't realize how much of what we do is controlled by our mind and how much of what we do is keeping us back from our goals and keeping us from getting to where we want to get to. And then we could do uh, multiple episodes just talking about mindset and different, different aspects of mindset. But it's really important to get present with what's really going on behind the scenes. Why do you have resistance to this? Why do you feel like you shouldn't be doing it? Um, so to recap, the bottom line is that most regular business practices are ethical. Most marketing activities are ethical. Most pricing strategies and AR collection strategies are ethical. It is possible that in your state, something is not allowed, it, you know, even though it's, it's recommended by somebody who uh, is a guru or a coach or, or just a business strategist and they're telling you to do this. It could be that your state doesn't allow it. But when you assume it's not allowed, Always confirm with the actual written rules that that that's the case instead of assuming that that's the case. And when your assumption was wrong, you have to start doing some of the inner work to figure out why and then you will become more successful simply by getting out of your own way. So this was a nice, short, and sweet episode. I just wanted to get this out, get it off my chest, and put it out there. And I would love to hear back from you if you agree or disagree or have an opinion on this topic. And you can do that by um, commenting on the post that we announced this episode on LinkedIn, uh, or uh, you can join our LinkedIn group. So it's the American Law... uh, the American Law Network on LinkedIn, and um, you can go in there and just uh, place your comments, and I uh, I'll see it there, and I'll be happy to respond. I would love to hear uh, your feedback on it. And if you are in, um, if you're in a situation where your sales are not recurring on a regular basis, you have months where you have great. You have, a, you have a, a lot of sales coming in, and then you have months where there's nothing going on. You need a law firm client getting machine. You need to have a system that you can amplify when you want to. You could slow it down when you want to, but you have absolute complete control over that machine, and you get to control the clients that are coming in, the flow of the clients that are coming in. So if this sounds like something that would make sense for you, that you would like to learn, I'm hosting a workshop on Monday, May 13th at 12 p.m. Eastern, and I would love to see you there. So go Go to ProfitWithLaw.com forward slash workshop, ProfitWithLaw.com forward slash workshop and have a great day and I will see you soon. Take care. Have you been enjoying the show? We sure hope so. To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. Next week, we will be back with more valuable resources and ideas on how to break the mold and take your law firm to the next level.